Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Well, this morning we're going to wrap up our series called I'll Do It Tomorrow. Should we ever put anything off? I'll Do It Tomorrow. As we've been exploring the difficulties of change in our lives. You know, we often kick off the new year wanting to focus on change, and so you know, we have this series to focus on what it means to have change in our lives. As we did that last week, we talked about sanctification. You remember, you know, we talked about wide or broad sense of sanctification. That's Jesus' love for us, God saving us by the blood of Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit working in our lives to the narrow sense of sanctification, which is, you know, our living out our faith. You know, God's Spirit working in our lives and us living that out in response to God's amazing love. Let's continue with the word of prayer. Father God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of this amazing day and the amazing gift of your love and grace for us in Jesus Christ. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you continue working in our lives, shaping us to be the people that you desire us to be. This we pray, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Well, let's kind of get things going here. Got a question for you. Question is, what is something you are good at because of hours of practice? Something you're good at because of hours of practice. I mean, maybe you're good at things like, you know, basketball or or football because of hours of practice. Maybe you're good at video games because of hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of practice. Or maybe, you know, maybe you're good at something like sewing, you know, or cross-stitching because of what? Hours and hours of practice. I mean, if you've only sewed one thing and you work with someone who's spent their lifetime sewing things, there's, there's a big difference in something that being really good at. You know, maybe you're good at you know, reading because you do a lot of reading. Or maybe you're good at, at music, playing an instrument, or singing because you've got what? Hours of practice, and that really begins to build us up. Maybe you're good at eating tacos because you have lots of practice eating tacos. Or maybe you got, you're good at annoying your sister because you're really good at it because you had a lot of practice annoying your sister. I don't have a sister, but I have a friend who I say is like a sister, and she'll tell you that I annoy her. I'm good at it. Or maybe you're good because of COVID at breaking, you know, baking bread. You've heard of COVID bread, right? Maybe you're good at exercise because of hours of practice. You know, I, I'm good at push-ups because I love push-ups. I know that's kind of strange, but I love push-ups, and I do a lot of them. Or I'm good at running because, you know, I've been in practice, except for, if I'm honest, I haven't been as good lately in practicing running. I've been a little bit off. But, you know, I'm pretty good at it. As we spend more time doing things, we are better at those. And that's what we're going to explore today, at putting things into practice that bring change in our lives. Let's begin by looking at 1 Timothy 4.8. And let's read this together. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. So Paul, look at a little background work here. This is the Apostle Paul writing, and as the Apostle Paul is writing these words, he's writing them to his young protege, Timothy, a young pastor, that he has traveled with him for many years, now has left him to care for some of God's people and to lead them and to shepherd them. As Paul is doing that, he is giving Timothy insight in what it means to be a disciple, to be a follower of Jesus, and what it means as a pastor to make disciples, to help people go, grow in following God. 
And he says, you know, put these things into practice. He talks about, he equates it to the sense of physical training. Hey, just like physical training is good for your body, he says, so spiritual training is good for your faith, for your spirit. And he goes on to advise him, you know, in the first century terms, he says, you know, don't listen to these rumors and, and don't, don't get caught up in old wives' tales kind of things. Maybe in today's, you know, words we say, you know, don't get caught up in chasing after all kinds of blogs or, or web pages. You know, stick with the truth. And the truth is in God's word. The truth is Jesus. He says, rather train yourself up. And the word there in the Greek comes into our English language. The, the word is gymnasio, which we, of course, get our word gym. You know, and you think about practice. I mean, the gym is a lot of times where we do practicing. You know, if you came at, at a bigger school, the only thing you might do there is practice sports. If you come from a smaller school, that's where you might practice sports and music and all kinds of other things. But this idea of practicing, of going to the spiritual gym, Paul says, because you're not going to wake up tomorrow, Paul is saying, and be this dynamic spiritual stud. It's going to take practice. Just like, you know, we're not going to go to bed and wake up and lose 10 pounds. Or go to bed and wake up and gain 10 pounds of muscle. It takes practice and it takes time. But, you know, but note these words that Paul uses here. He, the words that he's using is this idea of toil and, and striving. It's about discipline. Discipline. Discipleship requires discipline. So to be a faithful, growing follower of Jesus, we need discipline. Now, maybe you're saying, it, you know, right now, you know, Pastor, I am not a very disciplined person. But, you know, the truth is we're all disciplined in certain areas in our lives. We all have certain things that we are disciplined about. Some of us are very disciplined about getting up at the same time every morning. Are you like that? And some of us are very disciplined about reaching over and slamming on the snooze button again and again. How many of you are like that? A few of you. And some of us are very disciplined about, you know, eating, about what we eat. Or we're very disciplined that we never miss a meal. Some of us are very disciplined about, you know, athletics, sports, our physical health. You know, we're committed. We get up and we go for a run every morning. Or we get up and we work out. Other of us are, are disciplined about staying connected. You know, that, that we make sure that we have called people, we've, we've written them a note, we've sent them a text, we, we've messaged them on social media. We are working, especially in the midst of COVID, our discipline about staying connected to other people. And some of, some of us, some of us are disciplined in spontaneity. In other words, you know, we are really good at making sure our calendars do not get filled up. We like to be able to move around. And that's really a sense of discipline because we want that sense of freedom in our lives. We all have areas in our lives which we are disciplined. And as that discipline, it's a sense of willfulness in our lives. As human beings, we are willful creatures. We have the sense of will, of wanting to do things. The question for us is, you know, what our willfulness is driving us to do. And that's part of what Paul is getting at here. Now, it's easy to see this text and to read this text and talk about disciplines and spiritual disciplines. And, you know, there's some great stuff out there, spiritual disciplines you can put into practice. They can be very useful. The danger is that sometimes we do those things, we hear these words of Paul, and we're like, yeah, I'm not that good, I'm not very godly, I'm a hopeless case. It, or, or it's easy for us to say, look what I've done. And then we start thinking, I'm better than him and her and them and over there. I'm better than all of you. 
God, look at me because of how disciplined, how good I am in my spiritual practices. But let's, um, let's connect the dots here. Let's connect the dots to what Paul is really getting at. Because he is talking about spiritual discipline. He is talking about, you know, having God's purpose shape our lives. But it's not this sense of fear, a law-driven life. This is, again, sanctification. Sanctification in both the wide and the narrow sense is God's spirit works in our lives. Let's read together 1 Timothy 4.10. That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. So why do we labor and strive? We labor and strive because we have put our hope in the living God. See, here's the truth that we need to understand. This is what Paul is driving at. That hope, hope is a vision of the future that changes our, our action in the present. Now think about that for just a second. Hope is a vision of the future. So the hope that we have in Jesus Christ, again, it's not some wishy-washy hope. It's a confident hope. Jesus suffered. He died. He rose again. The Spirit works in our lives. We have faith in him. We have this confident hope of where our future is as well as we have confident hope that our God is with us now and that he loves us. No matter how many times, like I have done with, you know, running, like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, that we do that with our spiritual lives, God still loves us. Hope is a vision of the future. The future not only tomorrow, but the future for all eternity that we have with Jesus Christ that changes our action in the present. That our actions, our desire to be godly people, our desire to have God's purpose shape and motivate our lives, our actions, is all in the love that he has for us. I'm going to encourage you to listen to the songs that we opened up with and listen to the song that we're going to sing at the close here. Because the song that we close out with is all about that love as a foundation. God's faithfulness is the foundation that shapes our actions. It shapes our lives. You know, we are all good at practicing. But practicing takes work. And so it takes work for us as we try, strive, toil to follow God's plans, God's purpose in our lives. But we don't do it alone. We've got God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, working in our lives. And we have God's grace, His love, and mercy to encourage us when we fail and we falter to say, that's right, get up and do it again. That God's grace and love is what shapes us. It shapes our action today. So during this series, you know, we encourage you to get the sticky notes. Again, I love sticky notes. Get a sticky note out if you got that. And put that somewhere, you know, put it more than one place, you know, that you can see this. And, and this is a question for you. This is a challenge for you to think through. And again, this is sanctification. This is living out of God's grace with God's spirit working in us. What is one action you can change today to move closer to the hope of tomorrow? Again, the hope we have is in Jesus Christ. What is one action? One, sorry, what is one action you can change today to move closer to the hope of tomorrow? That we live in the hope we have in Jesus Christ, the confident hope of His grace, His mercy, and His love. Let's pray. Lord God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of your amazing love for us, your grace for us. We pray that you continue to bless us as you shape us through your love. 
We pray that your Holy Spirit continues working on us. Lord, we know sometimes we falter and fail in the practices of our faith. Lord, you continue to forgive us. You continue to encourage us and help us get back up on our feet and try again. That you continue to help us grow to be your people, a people who live in and share the love we have in Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God bless.